Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Good morning, Superconscious Success Fam. Welcome to another episode of my podcast where I connect with spiritual leaders, starseeds, and lightworkers to help you to connect with your higher self and source to discover your truth and embrace the divine being you were designed to be. This podcast is aimed at helping you to discover the light both inside and outside and eliminate the fear that our 3D reality and our ego insists on pushing onto us. Once we discover who we truly are and we live from a place of love rather than fear, then we can ascend into the higher dimensions. So I have been so excited about having our guest on today and we have been missing each other, but thankfully she's on. And today I'm going to be chatting to Nicole Alessios. She's a money mindset coach from Melbourne, Australia. Now her focus is to support women to have easier money conversations with both themselves and their clients. Now, I'm excited to be talking to her about money personalities and how these personalities allow them to build successful businesses. This is a really important topic because, as we know, money can be a block that many of us are kind of pushed up against. But I am excited to have her here. How are you doing today, Nicole? Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing really well. It's nice to be here. Thanks so much for being here. And you come from Melbourne and I lived in Melbourne for four years. So I know exactly what you're talking about. We're talking about the weather before and I kind of like to say that it's like four seasons in one Mm, day because even if the sun was out, you still had to take an umbrella Mm -hmm. because you never knew what was going to happen. So um yeah so I loved my time over in Melbourne but now I'm in Perth I'm on the other side of the country where the um, sun shines yeah most of the time <laughs> although, although I have to say we've had a lot of rain this winter more than what I think we've ever had um our gardens are loving it but it's getting a little bit um starting to clear up now for spring so absolutely loving it so before we get stuck into things, how about you tell people how you came to be where you are today? Wow. Now, how long do we? <laughs> um, so thanks for that intro. Um, well, I worked in corporate. So I worked as a corporate advisor and I was in corporate for uh, up until I was about 26. And then I just felt really overwhelmed and Although I had a great job and at a great company, I felt really overwhelmed by just the workload, the environment and the energy, which obviously at the time I didn't identify um, was the cause of a lot of my overwhelm. I was definitely living out of alignment. Um, you know, my not that my 26-year-old self was able to identify that. Um, so I left corporate uh, with the intention of going on a career break because, you know, Mm-hmm. You're 26, you've studied, you know, I studied economics, I did the business degree, of course I was going back there, I wasn't going to go be a gardener, I just didn't feel like that was an option for me. So I went and worked in my brother's cafe for a little bit, um, for a bit of a break, and then I stumbled across a short course about the money personalities, mm-hmm. and I just remember, um, it was a six-week course that I did, and I just remember thinking, this is really interesting. And when I realized what my dominant money personality was, um, it made so much sense as to why that corporate environment 
just didn't feel like a fit for me and why you know I was resisting processes and systems and why Mm -hmm. I liked to lead and even though you know Mm -hmm. I was junior you know in my 20s um, in that corporate landscape you know why when I had the opportunity to leave I did a great job but I didn't like being told what to do yeah (laughs) all of that stuff so um at that point I'd been asked to do a little bit of consulting work and you know like anyone who might be listening who you know is starting a small business or is thinking about starting a small business there was no grand um, business plan. It was someone asking me to do a little bit of work. And I thought, you're asking me to consult? Like, I'm only 26. I don't know enough, you know? Yeah. And Imposter syndrome, huh? Yeah, full imposter syndrome. Absolutely. And then um, basically I just started playing. And I started, um, when I say playing, I started doing work that was tailored to my money personality. Yeah. So I started to learn, I should go back and say, after I did that six-week course, I was so taken aback, I then went and studied the program myself as to how to teach the money personalities. Um, And then I started doing consulting work. Um, I say that in inverted commas, but choosing what I wanted to do and doing work that felt really aligned. And then I was seeing my clients were loving it. I was loving it. And then I had clients who were open to me experimenting because, right, I had no... Um, runs on the board per se outside Mm -hmm. of my corporate environment no small business runs uh, or limited small business runs so I started playing and I just loved the freedom that it brought me Mm -hmm. and when you understand your money personality you can leverage your strengths really easily um, but you can also foresee your uh, any self-sabotaging behavior or any limiting money stories that come up and it's easy to, when you know them, start looking at them like an observer mm-hmm. versus embody them and make them who you are. So I really liked what it did for me. And I thought, oh, that's why I don't fit in corporate. That's why this feels so good. Mm-hmm. And then my clients started asking me about, I remember sort of just drip feeding it a little bit to my private clients um, and they were intrigued. So I was like, do you want me to teach it? to you mm. um so then I started teaching it privately and they loved it you know it was really helpful in a team environment understanding you know what motivates people to make money i.e., mm-hmm. what motivates business owners to make money and how to leverage their strengths but also in a team environment you know we can interchange that language with what motivates people to come to work yeah and what are their strengths wow. so yeah that's how that came about um and so how long how long after you did this did you leave the corporate? I'd left the corporate before. So I did what wow. every um, business course tells you not to do. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was just... You had you know, enough. I'd had enough. I was, you know, I just thought I was taking sort of six months off. I remember leaving sort of June 30th at the end of a financial year period. Mm-hmm. Um, my last contract had ended and I was asked if I wanted to, you know, do another contract at the company. And I was like, oh, no, I don't think yeah, I'd do Time it. to move on. Yeah. yeah I, I just thought I just needed a break. Um, so, yeah, I, started, I sort of played for, you know, my brother's cafe for a few months. Um, and did you and have, then, have you always kind of had that, that understanding about alignment and about the universe and, and all of that? Have you always kind of been like that? Not really. I yeah. definitely wouldn't say I was 
you, I, I've always been probably unknowingly or unintentionally a very abundant thinker and an expansive yeah. thinker. And obviously, you know, my middle-class white privilege allowed for that, you know, yeah. the way I was raised. So I think that's definitely helpful, but yeah. I wasn't conscious. And I would yeah. certainly not have known that I was in an environment that was misaligned. I was kind of like, come on, Nicole, you you just got to get over it. You're in this yeah, environment, okay. you've got a great job, you're, you know, there's amazing career progression. Just get on with it. Yeah, suck it up and just just do what you have to do. I know this is this is something yes. that we often get ourselves get ourselves wrapped up in. And I know myself, I I actually you you said you came from like a privileged background. Well, I came from a household that, you know, we struggled financially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad got hepatitis and he was mm-hmm. in hospital for six months, which meant we didn't have any income. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, my parents did the best that they could and we never went without anything. Um, Mm. But I remember the power being turned off and Mm. I remember, you know, playing board games by candlelight, which was great as a kid. Mm. Mm. Um, But when you come from different backgrounds and I realised years later that it was causing some real money blocks for us. That was, I started thinking, oh, you've got to work hard to be able to earn the money. Yeah. You know, work a nine to five job. You've you've got to live paycheck to paycheck. Now, so many people are stuck in that mindset. What do you think the number one block is that is causing this sort of mindset? Um, you know, there's probably more than one answer to this, but what comes to mind right now is, you know, I look at like two zones. Like we have a zone like safety, survival, our basic needs being met. Mm-hmm. So that's one zone and then above that zone we have desire and play Mm -hmm. and in that space is luxury and abundance and more more than what you need so we've got the wants up there and we've got the needs down the bottom so if you think of a rectangle cut in half Mm -hmm. one side is you know your basic safety needs and the other the top half is wants and desire and luxury I think there's a few things so obviously there's your conditioning your family of origin conditioning Mm -hmm. And we all have a story and we all bring on stories or take on stories from our family of origin conditioning. Yep. Um, I'm the daughter of a migrant. Mm -hmm. So although, you know, I went to private schooling, eventually we were just in the lights off, you know, there was no, it wasn't privileged to the point where everything was open slather, you know, the youngest of four kids. So that, that impacts you as well, you Mm -hmm. know, because they've come from nothing. Yes. And, they carry that mindset. So their belief systems are already stuck in that particular mindset. Safety. So they're mm. in that safety zone, you know, making sure basic needs are being met and any threat to that safety zone, you have to have protection for. So yeah. buffers and financial buffers and all those things. So there wasn't a great deal of encouragement to play in desire mm-hmm. you know, in my childhood. Yeah. Now, someone else's experience might be very different. Mm-hmm. You know, they might be might have been encouraged to play in desire. So we've got family of origin conditioning. Then we also have um, societal conditioning. And yep. so many women, a lot of our value has been derived from what we can serve, what can we what we can give, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the past, in old paradigms. You know, yep. a woman's value was placed on, you know, providing a home, providing a sanctuary, providing, you know, children, mm-hmm. you know, giving. That was her value. Yeah. So then we take then we take those characteristics or those mindsets that infiltrate down 
to generations and we come to this current paradigm which you know we're on the precipice of a lot of change right now where mm-hmm. there's something opportunity for women mm-hmm. you know and we're going come on you're at the buffet eat and you're like oh I'm oh I'm not I don't know if I'm hungry is everybody else eating I'll get my plate last yeah you know like mm-hmm. think of like if there's any mums listening I don't have children of my own just yet but you know well you serve yourself last and you're serving everybody else first mm-hmm. like, no 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 now it's like, no, no, go eat. You can do whatever. It's all there. It's abundant. It's going to be overflowing. It's going to replenish. And you're like, really? I don't know. Like it can be hard to make that switch. Mm. So that worry of, you know, we've got a few things going on there. So there's definitely a family of origin conditioning and also other stories like, you know, your first boss, your first job, you know, like yeah. you learn a lot from your first employer. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then there's, what defines a woman's worth in the old paradigm and you know if you're in the old paradigm a lot of what defines a woman's worth is like we said giving so then she starts working and she's over giving yeah she's like okay well that's how it's done give 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 there's value on exhaustion there's like glorification in exhaustion glorification in stress glorification in yeah the busier i am then the more i'm doing and the more value i'm giving or the and more that, important I am. Yeah. The, the perception. Exactly. And I mean, I know that you know, you just mentioned that the the woman's self-worth um can often can often come like be built upon by their first employer and mm. or any employer. I mean, I remember I was in one job and um I just moved down to Perth because I'm a country girl, so I just moved down to Perth to be near my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. Mm-hmm. And I had never driven in Perth before. Like I was, I mean, I'd driven kind of through it, but um, so I got a job at this place and I was a courier. Well, I wasn't mm. a courier. I was pretty much everything. So I was a receptionist and accounts, courier, everything. <laughs> so I had to learn to drive all over Perth. Mm. Anyway, so I, I worked really hard. And like you said, I put everything into it. Mm. And then I I was on like 15000 Australian dollars a year mm, and I was yeah. paying for my own place. I was paying for my own car, my own food, everything. And I was struggling. It was it a was time in my life that I was really having a hard time. And I remember going to my boss and I said to him, I said, you know, do you think we'd be able to get a pay rise? Because I worked really hard. And mm. he turned around to me and he says, no, because you're not worth it. That that was his that was his um his whole message to me. And at that point, I, I don't think I thought too much of it. I, I ended up leaving like pretty quickly after because I was like, no, I'm I'm not putting up with this. But then mm. years later, I started to realize that that had actually impacted me Absolutely. to the point that my self worth had mm. kind of gone down. And yeah. I think I think we don't recognize this until we're in that situation that that how our employers see us when we actually are putting so much time and effort into it can impact our whole relationship with money, our whole relationship with our own self-worth. So I thought that was really important that you brought Absolutely. that up. Absolutely. It's so, yeah, so important because there's such formative years too and you're still forming your money mindset. In fact, you know, this stuff isn't taught in schools, is it? No, it we're should be. Taught, it should be. You know, yeah. we're not taught, you know, be mindful because if you have a, you know, if you have, if your first boss is a workaholic and he works 15 hour days, mm. um, his money personality might be a ruler and they're perfectionistic, their workhorses, a lot of their status is derived 
from their work and yeah. career. However, mm-hmm. they don't have much balance in their life or they yeah. can often not have much balance in their life and they can be very stressed from an adrenals perspective. Yes. And, you know, you might come in with a completely different money personality. That's all about ease. Yeah. And, you know, making processes shorter than what they need to be, you know, because mm-hmm. you found a, a quicker way of doing things. And your rule of boss might not like that. He might see that as lazy. He might yeah. be like, that's lazy. We do it like that for a reason. Yeah. And you might be like, oh, wow, okay, I better not try and ever cut. I better not ever try and make any shortcuts again because I was told I'm lazy. Yeah. But we don't know that someone is projecting their money mindset onto yours. So and- how do we? So how do we kind of step back and become that observer rather than rather than like you said becoming enmeshed in it and starting to believe that that's the way that your life has got to be you've got to live paycheck to paycheck because I mean let's face it the majority of our country is um in that way right now they live paycheck to paycheck how can we become to become more abundant and move through that I think the first step is definitely awareness and knowing Mm -hmm. yourself you know that's really that's the first step in having a really powerful money mindset is really knowing who you are because when you don't know who you are and you're trying to um, get your power from outside of you, it's easy yeah. to look and go, well, look how she's doing money. Look how he's doing money. Why can't I save like that? Why can't I work yeah. like that? I'm just not like, I'm just not cut out for this. And then other stories start to cascade mm-hmm. from there. And they're often not positive, right? Because yeah. our human brain who likes to lead with fear because mm-hmm that paradigm that we're in right now lends itself to us leading with fear and not enoughness and scarcity and inadequacy that human brain likes evidence to grab onto. Mm -hmm. So when we get evidence that yes, we aren't good enough and we're not doing, you know, we're not working hard enough. It's like, okay, there's a fact. Yeah. So we have that, um, you know, we have a psychological thought and then we create a fact, Mm -hmm. but we're actually searching for the evidence. So it's about firstly knowing yourself and really going inwards and, you know, anyone who's done, you know, personal development work, your power's inside of you. There's yeah. no secret. Any any personal development work that you do, whoever you're working with should be guiding you back to you. Yes. And it's just the you that was born, not the you that then went to be in a family that had money stories and a boss. It was the you that was born. Like you were born abundant. You were born in a line. Yeah. Yes. So it's really getting to know who you are underneath those layers and you know, really making peace with it. Like I remember when I looked at my money personality as a maverick, um, mm. mavericks are very entrepreneurial. They don't like rules and processes and systems. I felt a little bit, you know, out of, um, I guess out of sync with like my family. Yeah. I, you know, as in my family are business owners in my uh, okay. aunties and uncles. So that was fine. But I didn't feel like I wanted to follow that neat path of getting a nine to five, buying a house yeah. on one, number two, number three, number four, and staying in that system because, yes, I'd love the house, but I didn't seem to fit, find myself fitting in that corporate system, you know. Yeah. And other family members were fine with it. So I was like, well, what's wrong with me, you know? And when you don't know yourself, you can actually think something is wrong with you. But when you then go, oh, this is me. Yep. Oh, and they're my strengths. Oh, and they're not my strengths. And that's okay because I found what my strengths are. And hang on a minute, there are eight money personalities. Holy guacamole. Okay. Let's see, you know, let's see what's 
what this money first now oh that's really interesting too yeah I know someone who does that yeah oh, and I know someone who does that oh my god holy pickles like we've got something new here there's yeah. something to grab onto right yeah so our human brain when we're taking on this journey often can often need something to grab onto initially Mm-hmm. So, so something to grow from. And I mean, I know with, um, with myself, my husband and I, we are very different in that way. Um, yes. We're very similar in many, but, but he's, he's grown up, he's a scientist. Um, mm-hmm. So he's mm. done his PhD. He's worked in the, as a scientist for many, many years. Mm. And so to him, it's all about the nine to five. It's all about, you know, that professional type of um, career. Um, I work with him two days a week as well in the in the labs, just as something something a bit different yes, that yes. I just to kind of work the other side of my brain. But I my I come from a family of entrepreneurs. I come from mm. a family of people who um, have run run their life building businesses, and then they turned into um, work from home entrepreneurs. Mm. And so I've been brought up in a very different environment. And so my money story would be very different to what his would be. And so, you know, so I know that entrepreneurs, you know, that there's a lot of successful entrepreneurs out there. And, and so my money story is very different. So it's interesting, even within couples, how, how different it can be. So how do you, if you've got one person that's, that's kind of an entrepreneurial mindset and then the other person that's like, oh no, you have to work nine to five, which he's not, he's, he's pretty flexible like that, but um, oh, you have to work nine to five to be able to earn money and rah, rah, rah. How do you start to align that with each other so that it doesn't kind of affect that mindset? Totally. I think um, firstly, when you know yourself mm. and you're grounded deeply mm. into who you are, what other people, what's going on around you doesn't impact and influence you. Yeah. So the question would be, if that bothers you, that someone saying to you, you need to be working nine to five, mm. I would, you know, look at that as an invitation to ground deeper into your money identity and your money personality, because yeah. there's something there that you're perhaps, you know, not owning or not believing, or there's some resistance about who you are, that someone else saying something to you, you know, is sort of you know, creating a reaction because that it bothers you. Yeah. Yeah. When we're grounded, there's almost like this like sacred peacefulness. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. You're not, yeah. You're not moved by the views and opinions of others. And when you find yourself being moved, it's a great practice to go, okay, like use it as a, yeah. Why? What happened? Yeah. yeah. An opportunity for self-inquiry or then go, okay, if I know that, you know, when I'm law of attraction, when I'm manifesting, that a restful state brings me closer to that yeah. quantum field. How can I diffuse this? What feels good for mm-hmm. me? How can I diffuse this? Because ultimately, you are the flame keeper yep. to your vision, not your yeah. husband, not your children, not your wife, not anyone else around you. You are the flame keeper to your own vision. So, why does it matter what they think? Yeah, I know. And this is, and the saying that I love all the time is to say, what other people think of you is none of your business. Because, because, and I've told my kids this, like, you know, when they've come home and they've been like, oh, such and such says this. And I said, sweetheart, I said, I know that it's, you know, it probably doesn't feel good, but 
we can't we can't create our identity based on what other people think of us or no. whether somebody else is upset with us or you know obviously as the kids you don't understand that but um you know we've got to we've got to start to become so grounded and so in alignment that we have that level of self-worth that we that we believe in ourselves we know what our vision is because i think so many people when they do worry about what other people think of them then they lose sight of that vision yeah. and and they go oh well maybe i am being crazy maybe i'm just you know how many people have told you get your head out of the clouds and you know come back <laughs> down to earth i've you know i've heard that before and i'm sure many totally. of us you know so yeah. so it's about saying when somebody says that to you it's about just saying like i i like to i like to say I'm quite happy where I am, thank you, uh, because uh, you keep your vision and and I like to dream big and I like to yeah. set big goals and I like yeah. to believe that anything is possible. Absolutely. Um, and I think that sometimes we can go for really small goals because it's safe. Yes, we're not playing in the desire space because mm-hmm. we're not taught. Yeah. You know, we haven't been taught. Um, another thing as to why I think those blocks are there is because Women aren't encouraged to express desire. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's enough for me. I'm fine. I don't need it. Yeah. Why do you have to need something? Oh, you know, I'm not like those people. I don't. I don't want for much. It's almost like a badge of honor. Yeah. So it's it's like it's like oh, you know, I've got to be satisfied with what I've got right now. You know, because it's greedy if I'm not. Yeah. It's greedy, and because we, yeah, it's the guilt, and because when you think about it. We come from like generations back. The woman had no voice. Yes. And so so it was like you were here to please your man mm. and you were here to do what he wanted you to do. And the thing is, it's funny, I, I laugh about this still because when my husband and I first got together, uh, my nan, I mean, she's 96, bless her. She's, um, she's in hospital and stuff, but she's 96 years old. She's been brought up with that whole... She had six kids. Um, she's she's been brought up on a farm, so everything was about her husband mm. and about serving her husband and waiting on her husband. <laughs> anyway, when my husband and I first got together, we used to go up there and we used to have lunch. <laughs> and so we'd go for lunch and then she'd dish up and everything. And then she would say to me, she'd go, Oh, aren't you getting him a, a knife and fork? Come on, get your get your partner. And I'll turn to her and I'd say, Nan, I said, with all due respect. He's got two legs and a heartbeat. He can get it himself. Have a look at her face. She was like, and then after a while, she just started to recognize. And and uh, Bruce, my husband, he would say, "No, no, no, I'm going to get it myself." Like, like he would yes. say, "She doesn't have to get this for me." Yes, but but we're programmed because that's what we've seen, and that's what we've um, that's what we've been accustomed to. You know, you have kids, and then it's all about the kids. It's all about, you know, running the kids around. It's all about being the best parent that you can be to those kids and you lose sight of yourself. Mm, And see, this is the thing, and this is what's kind of been programmed into us from early on as women. And so we're in the greatest society, like the greatest time now. Aren't we? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So exciting. Because we have, because we, I don't know how I'd survive if I was back in those days. I know, right? Because I think I'd probably be single my entire life because, because I would stand up for myself. That's just, that's just the way that I 
the way that I'm programmed. Although back then you probably wouldn't know any different, would you? No, yeah, you, just, so. you just re- really wouldn't know any different. Yeah. And, you know, that old paradigm that we're, you know, we're transitioning from now. And when I, why, why I say transitioning is because it's been indoctrinated in so yeah. many of us, um, you know, these habits and money stories and self-worth stories and, you know, where we get our value for, from. Because mm-hmm. ultimately peeling back the layers is realising that you're worthy, right? Yeah. And that you are enough. exactly as you are right now um but that old paradigm that we're transitioning from you know it serves them when women are tired yeah oh yeah don't feel like they're good enough right it serves them because when a woman's exhausted from trying to be the best wife Mm -hmm. you know trying to be an amazing wife an amazing lover an amazing mother look young hot skinny sexy gorgeous well, she can be exhausted and she yeah. doesn't feel strong within herself because she's led to believe that all of her power is outside of her. So she's yeah. feeling powerless. Mm-hmm. And when a woman's feeling powerless, she's exhausted. And an exhausted woman is easy to control. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when and that's when the narcissists come in because they yeah. because they understand that they've got complete control over you. And yeah. so I think the fact that women now are able to power up and they're able to look within themselves and to build that power within themselves. And like you said, when we were born, we were born whole and complete. Uh, and we were we were perfect just the way we were until we started getting reprogrammed to uh, believe that we had otherwise. to be a certain way. Yeah. And, and yeah, go. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> you know, I, I really believe that a well-rested, mm-hmm. well-resourced and you know, I don't want to use a swear word on this on your podcast, but a, a sexually satisfied woman yeah. is unstoppable. Yeah. You know, a well-resourced, um, well-rested and well-satisfied well <laughs> woman yeah. is really unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. Know? And stories around rest are huge for women. Oh, yeah. And I think that we don't take that time to put ourselves first. And my husband's always saying to me, like, you know, I've spent 20 years raising my kids and I love them to bits. They're they're absolutely, you know, they're amazing. My daughter, she's got her own lash business from home. She's 18. My son, he's at uni. Um, They're doing, they're doing well for themselves, but I, he's always saying, you've got to put yourself first because Mm. you've got to start looking after yourself and Mm. you've got Mm. to, you know, he, he's very supportive of my of my business and my vision and all of that. Um, so I'm lucky because there's many out there that aren't supported. Mm, mm, um, mm. But, you know, it's kind of like you've got to constantly be reprogramming your mind because yes. and start to realise that your thoughts that are coming in, your beliefs that are coming in aren't actually your own. Yes. And so so if someone's watching and, and they're going, well, you know, how do I get through the next fortnight with, you know, living on such and such because their mindset is programmed around that that whole belief system? How do they change that? How do they start to alter that? Because we put so much emphasis on money, right? Everything's about money. Like how much money do we have in the bank? And how much money do we have to to pay for this and this? And we put so much emphasis on bills. How can we start to create that abundant mindset and realise that money is just another form of energy absolutely um you're asking what's the first step and I'm like oh which one <laughs> where do we go um, 
Firstly, I would say try my money quiz Mm -hmm. because you'll get an email and a video telling you how amazing you are with money because each (laughs) money personality has a light and a shadow size. I think that's a nice something grounding. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, I think it's, you know, gratitude. And when I say gratitude, like start noticing the abundance around you, you know, and give yourself permission to play in what I call the pleasure portal, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that area of desire. And the pleasure portal doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. No. You know, there's this there's this myth that the pleasure portal, you know, I don't have money for restaurants and designer bags and whatever. It doesn't have to be that. It can simply be saying yes to more things. Someone says, do you want to go for a coffee? You say yes. Someone says, yeah. I'll get it. You say yes. No, 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 no. I'll get it. I'll, I'll get it the next one. Yeah. You know, like that you're <laughs> it's that scarcity. It's that scarcity, isn't it? It's it's yeah. that constant worry that you that you're never going to have enough. And so I love that you don't, it doesn't have to be anything big. It's, it's, it's about, because we are so conditioned to say no all the time. Yeah. Everything's about no, 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 no. Start receiving, start practicing, start what I call opening your receiving valve and to open your receiving valve, you have to start looking for abundance around you. So you might wake up and go, I'm so grateful for my house. I'm grateful that I've got a jumper on. How amazing is this privilege? I went for a walk today and I was with my cousin and we saw a massive camellia bush and it was just like exploding. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, look how abundant that camellia bush is. You know, like it's exploding. You can see like lemon and citrus trees exploding with fruit. Like start noticing abundance around you because what you start noticing, you'll start to see more of. Mm-hmm. absolutely and it's those really conscious choices and they're not easy it's like saying I want to go to the gym today you know to make that instant switch it requires some form of effort so you mm-hmm. do have to show up for yourself you do have to take inspired action um yeah. but you know you're the flame keeper to your vision so yes. if your vision is a more abundant life this is a great place to start you might be filling up your water bottle and going you know I'm drinking abundance. Yes. It's just a mindset thing. I am drinking abundance. It's it's funny because, yeah, it's funny because like as people go, oh, well, you know, gratitude, we know how powerful gratitude is, but often we go, oh, it's a bit silly to be grateful for that. I mean, to be grateful for the sun shining. I mean, I go outside and the sun's beaming down and I go, oh, I'm so grateful for this right now because, you know, all, all the, like you said, the abundance of, of, of the trees and nature. Like we go walking, my husband and I go walking in the, um, in the bush and you look around and you see all the flowers that are blooming and you see all the birds in the trees and it's a great time to really become um, engrossed in nature and to really start to feel grateful. But even just something as simple as I know the other day I stood under the shower and, and I just looked up and I just said, I'm so grateful to have this water because, mm. you know, if, if you've got a really cold day and all you want is a nice warm shower, you're going to be mm. super grateful when you get under that shower. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It so it doesn't matter what you're grateful for. Just find something because everybody's got something to be grateful for. And, and it doesn't have to cost a lot. No. And the universe will start giving you more things to yep. be grateful for. Yeah, whereas right. if and we start sharing this, mm. well, you find what you look for. So yeah. if you are looking for scarcity, oh, there's not enough money. Oh, there's not enough this. Oh, there's not enough food. Well, you're in a state of lack, of not enough. Superconscious Success fam, thanks so much for joining me in this interview. And I'm just 
taking a short break in the interview just to let you know about an exciting offer that I have for you. I am just in the process of building the Superconscious Success Inner Circle, which is going to be a free membership that you're going to be able to get access to, which is going to eventually, once I've got it all built up, include courses and and exclusive content and a whole heap of other stuff that's going to be available for you to help you to expand that consciousness and to come into your power. And it'll include content from all of my different segments, from superconscious success, your spiritual shift, raising a conscious human and also peace and prosperity. And you'll include content from all of that, as well as the self-empowered empath, higher self-mastery, and a whole heap of other different collaborations and projects I have on the go. However, to get this free membership, you do need to go and sign up. So if you go to superconscioussuccess.com slash inner circle, you can sign up absolutely free for it. As the content builds and I reach a thousand subscribers, I will then be making it a premium product, which means that you will no longer get it for free. It will be a monthly charge. But if you get in now and you get into the free membership, then you will have that free for life. So head across now as we're in the building phase and you'll start to get more and more awesome content um, flowing in. And yeah, so head on over there now, superconscioussuccess.com slash inner circle. Now let's head on back and to the what you're focusing on grows. So if you are focusing on that state of lack and that state of not enoughness, unfortunately it grows. And like I said, it's really easy to find a lot of evidence to support that fear-based mindset right now yeah. in our society because we are in a fear-based yes, society. We are. So Absolutely. you really have to make a conscious shift and mm -hmm. observe the way you talk about yourself. Yes. Observe the way you talk about your mindset because here's the thing, the subconscious mind you know, we know this, it believes what you tell it. Yes. Tell it something over and over and over and over and over. It says, okay, this psychological state will produce a fact. Mm -hmm. Yep. So just like we know science, if we get a, we're told a fact, you know, mm -hmm. that water, your body's 80% water. That's a, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know that exact amount. Yeah. You guys probably knows. <laughs> um, your body's 80% water. We have factual evidence. So we yeah. believe that then hydration is really good for us. Mm -hmm. Right. It's creates a psychological fact. When we drink water, it's good. Now, if you're drinking Pepsi, you're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, my body's not 80% Pepsi. So yeah. there's, and there's evidence around why that's not good. So again, there's facts around why that's not good. Those facts produce a psychological state. We now know the same can be said in reverse. So what does that mean? That a psychological state can produce a fact. Yes, absolutely. Right? That a psychological state can produce a fact. So your role is to create abundant psychological states. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying grab something and say, I'm a millionaire, because if your body's not on board, it's not going to produce a psychological state. Yeah. It's something that stretch your stretch your um your reality and your potentiality as far as you can. Yeah. That's so, still within kind of like a believable, a believable well, state. Safe yeah. For your subconscious to grab onto. So I'm saying start with water, start with this, start with that. You know, you might start saying I'm a money magnet. Mm -hmm. I am, you know, I'm attracting wealth. I create wealth. I invest in rest. I manifest at rest. Yeah. You know, there might be things that you start saying and you're like, yeah, actually I do. Yeah. You know, so it just depends on where you're at. Um, you know, I'm a, you know, you might say, um, I'm a seven, multi seven figure CEO. Mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, how does she show up? 
how to she-act, like start embodying the state, but pick the level that feels stretchy, but safe. Yeah. Potentiality. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And acting as if you're already there. And this can yes. often be this can often be the difficult the difficult part because they go, but if you know, how can I pretend like I've got lots of money if I look in my bank account and then the money's not there? Because we live in such a 3D society, we don't realize that what is there right now is a result of our previous belief system. Absolutely. So so we if you want to see a change. You need to change how you're how you're thinking. You need to change what your subconscious is is manifesting for you, and so you know it's it's all an illusion, and Absolutely. so so we need to change those belief systems. And you can do that through many ways through your affirmations. You can do it through hypnosis. You can do it through just what you tell yourself every day. If you're constantly mm. going out and you're going, oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't afford that. Well, then that's what you're going to keep bringing into your life, mm. not mm. being able to afford something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, whereas if you go out and you say, oh, yeah, that's not a priority right now, but I'm going to get that one day, you know, yes. or, oh, I can afford that, but, you know, it's not not really my priority. Not today. No, not today. Um, then you've got a different mindset. Absolutely. I often say, you know, not today. And the reason yeah. I say not today is because, you know, a lot can change in 24 hours. Exactly. You know, Maybe tomorrow to Europe, I can. Nicole? Yeah, are you going to Europe, Nicole? Not today. You know, yeah. not today I'm not booking tickets to go to Greece. Yeah. Not today as far as I know. I'm not like, no, no, I'm not going. It's not the, not this year. Not, yeah. you know, like that language that extends it beyond. Like, just, yeah. Just not. Not today. I love that. I think that that's great because, you know, because we know time's an illusion too. So it's just like all we have is the present. So Absolutely. right now, no, I'm not. I mean, that's that's all good. I can't tell you what's going to happen 24 hours from now. No. I can only tell you what's happening right now. So, yeah. um, so I love that. Now, oh, there's been so much juicy stuff here, but we can we go into? I I wish yes. I had done the money personality quiz, but I am going to do it when I get off the off the line. Can we go into some of the money personalities, um, so that when people do do your quiz, because they're going to go after this and go and do your quiz and, and figure out what money personality mm -hmm. they are, I am sure. Um, mm -hmm. They'll know a little bit about them. Just a just a, a brief rundown on them. Sure. I'll give you a little rundown on um, each of them. So mm -hmm. accumulator is, I'll, I'll do it in alphabetical order. So there are eight money personalities just mm -hmm. for context and we all have a dominant one. And the idea is that we build our life, our business, our career around our top three with our mm -hmm. number one being our defaults. And our two and three being like, you know, the alternative options that feel good for us. You know, sometimes you sit yeah. down to make a decision and you're like, oh, I like this, but I could also do it this way. They're typically your two and three. They feel the most useful. Well, but after you've done after you've done this, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try and figure out if I can pick which ones I am, and then when I do the quiz, I'll let you know if I was right. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting because yeah. there's yeah. a little bit of all we have all eight yep. in all of us. So no doubt everything they say, you'll be like, oh yeah, that feels really resonant. So I'll start off with the accumulator. The accumulator is the inner banker. They're great with money, very detail orientated, mm -hmm. exceptional savers. You know, they love to accumulate, uh, love to accumulate money, very mm -hmm. integrous, um, not sold too easily. They're yeah. Very fact-based um, people. Um, number two is alchemist. Alchemist see the magic everywhere they go they they play in potentiality a lot so 
you know, an example I like to use is you might go to a barn shed and with an alchemist and they see potential. They see you could host retreats here. We could do women's (laughs) circles. We could do, oh my God, there's so much potential here. It's beautiful. People could have, you know, weekends out of the city here. Oh my God, such a great business idea. Whereas an accumulator might go, uh, do you know, do you see the roof's leaking? We're going to need to rewire it. That's interesting because when we got our house and there was stuff that wasn't, 100% but I've always been the sort of person that has seen potential in everything like it's like even even if something's wrong I'll go oh yeah but you know um but that's easy to fix but think of what we could actually do with this you know so yeah it's yeah go on go on go on I'm loving this alchemists are very socially minded too um they're very powerful manifestors Mm -hmm. so they manifest money very quickly um in their shadow they can also repel money very quickly as well because they can see money as, you know, a bit of that that root of evil um, that they don't want to be a part of. So although okay. they're powerful manifestors, they can also repel it. Remembering each money personality is a lot as a shadow. And a shadow, yep. and mm-hmm. a shadow side. Um, the next one is, I think we've got celebrity. Celebrity is um, how the name lends itself. They're very powerful leaders. They're magnetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they love recognition. Mm -hmm. right so they love to be recognized for their efforts and they like to be recognized for their wealth as well so you'll see them wearing noticeable Mm -hmm. noticeably expensive things or associating noticeably expensive circles um they've got a very high that they've got a very high benchmark for quality because they know the value of money Mm -hmm. so where they can buy something that's the top notch the top of the town they will Yep. So because they play in that desire and that luxury space a lot, they've got a great benchmark for quality. Mm-hmm. They've got a very abundant money mindset. Okay. So they like to spend because they believe it's always going to get replenished. You know, they're, they're like, you know, why not? Just go go the VIP version. Go isn't the that, isn't that where we, Isn't that where we would all love to be? Just yeah, in that place, like, that it's just like, yeah. you know, who cares? I'm going to go out and buy this because it's going to be in come my bank account me. again. It's going to come and back. You know to what? Me. I'm going to buy this, you know, bag. It's five thousand dollars. I'm going to feel good about, it and I'm going to use it in my photo shoots for my business. And I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to more work meetings and show it off. And you're like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. They're not. But buying- most of us would go, oh, five thousand dollars. What could I do with that? <laughs> yeah. What else could I do? I could buy. 500 bags you know like or pay the bills or pay put some money on my mortgage or something yeah Yeah. um next is connector connectors Mm. are deep relationship builders so they don't necessarily um they don't necessarily love money but they're very good at connecting people and forging deep relationships and by deep relationships they they're not judgmental so someone in the presence of a connector, someone can feel truly seen for who mm-hmm. they are. Um, so although connectors don't necessarily love handling money, as we know, business is all about relationship building, right? And leveraging yep. relationships. So they're actually very powerful at making money when they allow themselves to lean in to this gift. Yeah. I'm trying to think what's next. I've got a little booklet here. Luckily, so I've got... Ah, next is Maverick. Yours. That's mine. Yes. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I I said it before, did I? Mavericks are rebellious. 
you know, very entrepreneurial, <laughs> edgy, like to do things different, that can be attractive to get rich quick. Yeah. They can go from, you know, really big highs to really big lows because they can be, you know, chasing innovation yeah. constantly. Um, they are great with complex um financial complexity like they mm-hmm. love financial complexity and they love numbers okay they love observing numbers and they also like to be a hero for the underdog and helping other people so nice yeah love the maverick yes that's maverick <laughs> um next we have nurture so nurture is like that really maternal warm energy and i want you to think of the nurture like that 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 mother energy and yeah. if you think of the inner child in every adult, every inner child is looking for that that mothering, that nurturing energy. Yeah. So for the nurturer, they're naturally very generous. They want to protect and shelter. They actually like money and they make money really easily. They can gift it to other people. Yeah. So they can give to others very generously and you know put themselves last. Um, and that's reflective all of these things are reflective financially but also in life as well yeah mm-hmm. so you know if someone else needs money that they believe they need it more than them they're more than happy to help out um they can find it challenging asking for their worth yeah they find it a lot easier to give mm-hmm. but when they harness when they harness um the strength and the power of what they give and they work through that limiting belief around charging for it, they're very powerful. Yep. Next is romantic. Romantic are a little bit like a celebrity. They love to play in that pleasure portal. Mm -hmm. Um, They love ease and luxury. So they like to find shortcuts to things. They don't think things things need to be hard. They don't like to overcomplicate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they can do it quickly, they will. They can often spend money on themselves because they feel like they deserve they it. They deserve it. In inverted commas. Um, they love to spoil people with gifts and experiences. Mm-hmm. So the, the romantics are really interesting sign. So they love to feel wrapped in luxury. So unlike the celebrity who needs everybody to know that they're bathed in luxury, the romantic likes to feel luxuriant at Mm -hmm. all times so their nervous system is is in quite a restful state and they can have this mindset of there's plenty more money where that came from Mm -hmm. yeah because they're in such a restful state because they're not in scarcity and they don't treat themselves scarcely money does find them and abundant opportunities do find them they're they're real hedonists you know when Mm -hmm. when it comes to making money but again on the shadow side they just want to be mindful of Spending to feel good. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with spending. It's just about knowing the intention behind the spending, right? Yeah. Everything's about the intention. Lastly, we have the ruler, um, the inner empire builder, the Mm -hmm. workaholic. I touched on the ruler before. Um, You know, the ruler, she loves to associate her status uh, or her career and her work life and her money habits with success. Mm -hmm. and she can be running like a mouse on a cheese wheel um you know at her worst she can be running like a mouse on a cheese wheel and have no balance yeah um, be very perfectionistic and you know really that person who glorifies being busy Mm -hmm. you know 
she definitely is a big, she's very ambitious and empire builder and she loves innovation. And she also um, likes to accumulate financial resources because it feels safe for her to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I've, uh, as you were what going you, through those, yeah. I've, I was able to pick them out instantly. I know what my top three are. Um, my my top one, I'm kind of floating between two, because um, I'm one hundred percent, and I know this. I've gone into my cashics. I've gone and I've done a lot of work that I'm the nurturer. That's my mm. that's my being being a mum, being an empath. Mm-hmm. that's been my first and foremost mm-hmm. thing but in saying that um I've always believed that my purpose on this earth is connection mm-hmm. so so my value is on connecting mm-hmm. um, with other people and connecting other people to one another and connecting mm-hmm. and building those relationships that's very important to me mm-hmm. so I kind of float between those two as my mm-hmm. as my top money personalities but in saying that um I can also be uh, leaning more towards, I wouldn't say, I'm, I, I can't say I'm a maverick because um, I'm not very rebellious. <laughs> so, okay. um, but I am an entrepreneur that, um, oh, I wouldn't even say I'm a ruler. So, but the third, the third one, I'd probably be leaning more towards a ruler in the fact that I can overwork myself Um but mainly because I love what I'm doing. So I don't know whether it's, you know, how that fits in. So I'm going to be really interested to take the quiz. And see yes. How it and I'll let you know how it's, how it's. I'm about. excited. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it'll, um it'll really open up some insight into, into how I definitely know nurture is going to come up. That's just going to be one of my. Yes. Um, but I think that as the as the um children are growing and stuff I think I'm because because you can also like with your money personalities is it something that can kind of like shift because we do have all of them um within us to some degree yeah absolutely there definitely can be a bit of a shuffle but you won't Mm. I've never ever found anyone having a completely different top three yeah you know so they're not going to fully change we might go oh okay someone else has popped up there now like yeah you know, we've got a we've got a, a different front runner this time. Yeah. But two and three might be the same. Or, you know, so it's usually that like number four or five will come up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I've had someone who went from having accumulated number one, which is that, mm-hmm. you know, quite the banker type. A strict type banker personality. type. And then have romantic come up. Oh wow. Okay. So they're completely different. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Sorry. 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 It was ruler, and then romantic came up the front. Oh, so the workaholic. Yeah. And then the you know, but they've been doing work on themselves and yeah. being really making conscious a conscious choice about you know whether or not they wanted to buy into that busy paradigm. So it's interesting. And once you, go, you know what your personality is, I guess it allows you to to then kind of understand yourself a lot better. Why, Absolutely. why do I, why do I feel like this? Why do I, you know, how do I attract money? What is the shadow side that is, that is maybe blocking me from yeah. being able to bring that abundance into my life? So I'm excited because I think that that's going to be really cool yeah. and I'll definitely let you know how it all goes, but wow, that's, that's a lot of information. But before we, before we do go, yes. um, can you explain a bit about your money mindset mastery? Cause that's a program that you've got 
to help um, women entrepreneurs to be able to, um, you know, become the best version of themselves and attract money. Absolutely. Money Absolutely. Absolutely. Money Mindset Mastery is essentially a deep dive of Mm -hmm. your money personality. And it's really about learning how to leverage your gifts, but also obviously how to release those limiting money stories and rewrite them Mm -hmm. Um, and also embody new stories that feel really powerful and aligned. Uh, Money Mindset Mastery is a four-month mastermind container where you basically go in and out so the idea is you're learning it and then you're going out and applying it to the world and you're having conversations yeah you're changing your paradigm in that container so that's money mindset that sounds cool that sounds so much fun but the thing is what we need to what we need to understand is that our stories which has been created from childhood through to through to now they can be changed Absolutely. We, we can t- we can keep telling ourselves the same story over and over and over again, which is often what we do because it's what we've known, but we can change it. We can script, we can visualize, we Absolutely. can figure out what that what that big vision of ours is and imagine ourselves there. Absolutely. Create that new story. And then it starts to manifest, right? Absolutely. You are co-creating mm-hmm. every day, every thought, every moment you are co-creating with the universe, with God, whoever you believe is a higher power. Yep. You are co-creating at every moment in time. So when you start co-creating in alignment yep. and, you know, your mind, your, your human brain has some physical form to grab onto, navigating those um those fear pits mm-hmm. that often pull us out of our manifestation, right? Yeah. Once we start to navigate them, we work through them really quickly and with agility. Yeah. Right. And we learn emotional agility. It becomes really powerful. Like you, you meet your manifestation um, at a different rate. Yeah. Absolutely. And and once you're in that alignment, once you're in that flow, once you're in that ease, and things just just feel natural. And there's no push and pull. It's just, you know, the universe just flows with you. And it's possible for absolutely everybody to get into this space. And I think that knowing your money personality is especially if you if you've struggled, especially Mm. if you're you're wondering why you're putting all this work in and yet nothing's coming to you. Well, start to understand the personality and start to work on your shadow side. Because Mm. I've always I've always said that the shadow's there for a purpose absolutely and it's there to help us to grow and so I like to say to love your shadow and to move through it because when you resist something you attract it absolutely yeah so oh wow this has been so much fun Nicole I've really thoroughly enjoyed it it's it's brought so much content to my listeners and uh, I just want everybody to feel abundant and to feel like they can do anything so this conversation is really going to help them with that um can you let our listeners know how can they get a hold of you what's your website where can they take the quiz thank you so much um it's been so nice chatting um they can i'm on instagram so nicole alessios Mm -hmm. and the quiz is in my linkedin bio money personality quiz i can give you a link i'm not sure if you want to pop it in the show notes i will Um, absolutely um I'd love, you know, take the quiz. Let me know what your result is. I People DM me still. I've been doing this for years. People DM me and they tell me, oh, God, I've got accumulated. It sounds like me. I still get excited when I hear, <laughs> when I hear people telling me their, their result. So I love a good DM chat. So, yeah, over on Instagram, definitely. 
Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Nicole. It's been an absolute blast and I know the listeners are going to get a lot from it. And I hope that you enjoy the the rest of your day over in sunny Melbourne. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Um, It was a really nice chat. I'm super excited. Absolutely. Thanks so much.